0: Hockey fans, are you ready to Brave the Wild? With me, your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awijan? Brave the Wild is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Double Twist, and probably many others, just how the RSS feed goes. Thank you once again for joining me today. Great to be back on board talking wild hockey, but unfortunately, the Wild are in what I would call a pitfall. Yes, a pitfall, literally, and of course the Pittsburgh game is where the pit comes from. That was the definition of a pitfall. Minnesota in two games goes 0-2. And the Minnesota Wild season is definitely in jeopardy at this point. Got a nice home stretch coming. Got to win some games here. We'll see what happens. Two games to review, four games to preview. We'll get right into it pretty much right here and right now. The Calgary game, Minnesota played well, just couldn't finish for crap. Uh, A 2-1 game made uh, Cam Talbot look like Ken Dryden, or just name your star goalie, Dominic Hasek. Patrick Watt, you could go on forever, but yeah. (laughs) Cam Talbot has been fantastic against the Minnesota Wild this year. Riddich, the Wild scored a lot of goals against, but still lost the game. Calgary's definitely uh, had the Wild's number this year, that's for sure. Uh, At least the last couple of games, anyway. Vancouver, clearly the better team, and Pittsburgh looked like they're trying to win their fourth straight Stanley Cup they look like the uh they look like either the early 90s penguins or the early 80s uh new york islanders i won't put them in the edmonton category but uh jeez i they just uh ooh, man uh, <laughs> that was awful awful that's why it was a pitfall it was literally a pitfall i mean can you come up with a better name for this episode so actually uh three games to review i'm going crazy at this point it was just another bullcrap game. The Vancouver one, very forgettable. Uh, four to one. The Wild's scoring has disappeared, but well, oh, well, we got three goals against Jari. Now that I'm saying that name correct, <laughs> Tristan Jari. Who's, who knows? Maybe he's the next Binnington for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Here, watch out. Maybe it's Jordan Binnington for the Pittsburgh Penguins. That team is getting going. You saw the returns of uh, Jason Zucker against Vancouver and the return of against Sidney Crosby. You saw again, uh, yeah, <laughs> Crosby come back with the Pittsburgh Penguins, and the Penguins look like they're ready to. Win the Eastern Conference again? I don't know. Uh, there's a pretty good chance they could with that goaltender. There's a there's a legit shot there. Uh, what was it? How many goals did the Wild scored? Yeah, I mean, my goodness, five goals in three games. That's not going to get it done. Of course, giving up. Whew. Well, we only gave up two against Calgary. Alex Dalek was great in that game. Dubnik very mediocre in Vancouver or against Vancouver in the Xcel Energy Center, and certainly against Pittsburgh. He did not have a whole lot of help against the Pittsburgh Penguins, though. Uh, he wasn't good. It would be nice to see some of those stops made, but some of them, it's like seriously. And of course, one of the goals of the Calgary game, there's just no way uh, Alex Telleck was going to stop that one. My uh, God, that was uh, that was painful. Really, both of them, honestly. Uh, the, the Goudreau goal was just it's just beautiful. Uh, the Derek Ryan one, again, it's like what the hell can you do? As <laughs> former Viking coach Jerry Burns would say, what what the hell? What the hell can you do? You know. That was bad, uh, Alex Taylock, Nice lead pass all the way up the ice. That was just gorgeous. Luckily, Matt Sookerillo stayed on side. I was like, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Ah, ah, okay. oh, 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 okay. Wow, that was really beautiful. Uh, caught the uh, Calgary Flames on a, on a line change, and uh, well, yeah, that was all. I mean, yeah, it took something like that Calgary to be, you know, caught sleeping on a line change for the Wild to even score against Kemtall. But <laughs> that's great. Uh, gorgeous pass by Staloc, though. He's one of the best puck-handling goalies in the NHL. You just wish he had more presence in the net because he's just a mediocre, three-goals-against kind of guy. That's what he is, and Dubnik all season is like three-and-a-half goals against It's just not getting any better. The Goodrell goal, that was one of the best uh, releases ever. I mean, Sean, Sean, Sean Monahan, of course, moving the puck over to Goudreau. Just I mean, the Wild were just literally caught sleeping on this play. They were lulled to sleep. Calgary's just kind of coming up the ice, just da, da 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 You know, they're just up the ice. And then it was like, okay, release, sure. yep. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great play. I mean, it was a great play. I give them credit. Calgary had won their fourth game in a row. Uh, Kevin Fiala, unbelievable in the game. Just couldn't freaking finish. Uh, one opportunity after another. He was awesome. Six shots on goal. Golden opportunities. At least two or three of them probably should have been goals. Cam Talbot, great play. Uh, some of the puck placing by a... Wild players in this game, frustrating. Uh, Parisi should have probably scored at least once or twice in this game. And outside of faceoffs, I'm telling you, I got to tell you, I got to tell you. And and this is a team that is starving to death for centers, starving to death. Outside of Eric Stahl, Minnesota Wild centers have nine goals all season. What? I mean, that's f- freaking awful. Nine goals all season, nine. <laughs> so <laughs> bear with me when I say this. Miku Koivu is done. I'm I'm sorry. He's done. It, 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 outside of face-offs, he's done. He just he doesn't have it anymore. It's not there. He's just he he can't keep up with anything. He can't even. I mean, the turnovers have been unbelievable, especially in the Pittsburgh game. I mean, everybody was turning the puck over in that game, but Koivu was the worst player on the ice. I thought against the Pittsburgh Penguins, and generally speaking, since his return here. I think he's done. I do. And I'm not trying to be a jackass. I think he's going to know he's done. I think he's going to retire. I do. I I think he's legitimately, like, going to say, I don't think I can do this anymore. Like, when Wes Walls years ago, many years ago, was just like, I don't have this anymore. And he retired, like, early in the season back in, was it 07? One of the saddest days ever because we all loved Wes Walls. Got the quickness, the speed, the defense. Oh, that memorable playoff run He was so beautiful. You know, forcing turnovers and exploding down the ice either scoring or setting something up for Gabrick or God knows what. Great postseason run for West Walls, and it all just kind of, you know, a couple of years later because he's getting older, obviously. By 07, he just didn't have any more, and I think that's Quavo right now. I've never seen with this, like, I don't know, out of it? I've never seen it. Uh, again, great faceoff center, 67% in this game against the Flames, but I think he's done. I really do. I really do. I'm sorry. Uh, I hate to say it. Ryan Hartman won all of his faceoffs. That's impressive put him at center somewhere, but no, uh, this team is just starving to death for centers. Just like, hands folded, please, Bill Guerin, somehow, someway, somebody. Uh, luckily, you got Kovanov, uh, Sam hatches has played center. I generally think of him as a left wing, but he's played center too, so we'll see. Uh, obviously, Cunnan's played center, Donato's played center, uh erickson is a Very good player, but he doesn't score a whole lot, obviously, like I said. And he didn't do well in the face-offs against Calgary. Uh, Calgary possessed the puck quite a bit in this game. Uh, But both teams, I thought, really were excellent in this game. Both goalies were excellent. It was a very entertaining hockey game. Just too bad the goals just didn't happen. That's where the frustration came in. But entertaining hockey, up and down the ice, opportunity after opportunity. Unfortunately, the wild is, you know, the same old boring phrase came up short. I hate hearing about, we just came up short, but well, they just came up short. I mean, that's all there is to say. Loved the energy by Kevin Fiala. I thought he was the best player in the ice. It's a crying freaking shame. He should have had a hat trick in this game. Maybe two goals and an assist, something. I mean, the pa- Kevin Fiala's passing skills are about the most underrated thing on the entire team. I love Kevin Fiala, man. He is a wonderful player. Great trade by Paul Fenton. Mikhail Granlin continues to struggle. He's not getting $8 million. Everybody knows that. Bring him back, right? Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe bring him back for... If you could get him for less than $5 million, wow. But I, I doubt it. I think five is like the basement. Uh, if you're going to get Mikhail Granlin. If you need a center, well, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Do you really want to commit to him for like five years, though? <laughs> I think he'd be better here than he has been in Nashville. And, of course, Nashville fired Peter LaViolette. The uh, Vegas Golden Knights fired Gerald Gallant. Okay, and I'll talk about that some more probably in segment two. But, I mean, I don't know. The the Vegas Golden Knights fired Gerald Gallant just a little down stretch, They'd been in first and second, first, second, third, you know, out of the playoffs, in the playoffs, kind of floating around a little bit because all the teams are very close combined in that Pacific Division and really in a lot of the the, last, the, the, the whole playoff group there. It's fairly close together except for uh, St. Louis most of the time. They fired Gerald Gallant and then they hired the, the Sharks coach. Okay, the former Sharks coach. I, okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand it, but I guess. And, of course, I'm talking about Peter DeBoer. Peter DeBoer, of course. You know, if it's one French name for another, Galant, to be DeBoer. So, I mean, I know. And he's the guy that, of course, helped the uh, San Jose Sharks knock the Golden Knights out of the playoffs last year. Uh, he coached that team to the Western Conference Finals, Stanley Cup Final in 2017. Uh, no, it's been a while. 2016. It's already been a while. Uh, okay, I guess. I guess. Uh, 2016 final with the Sharks, uh, Nashville, Pittsburgh, 2017, um, okay, yeah, and that's again, Peter LaViolette, fired, uh, the Sharks coach, yeah, yeah, blah, 2016 finalist, fired, uh, Peter LaViolette, 17, fired, 2018, Gerald Glant, fired, okay, so, and the Boston, uh, as well, it's just getting to be a big mess, no, Boston, obviously, that coach ain't getting fired anytime soon, he's been fantastic, uh, but uh, I'm just messing around. What's what's next? You know, what's next? <laughs> yeah, Boston's coach. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> what a what a weird situation. <sighs> but that's hockey. Bruce Boudreau's still hanging on. But I got to tell you, after that Pittsburgh game, if Paul Fenton was the general manager, I'm going to tell you, I think uh, that's it. I think that would have been it. That was the game where uh, Fenton would have probably let him go. Vancouver on Sunday after the depressing loss to the uh, San Francisco 49ers ah, you know, lame sauce, lame sauce game, uh, or actually during the game, I should say, a lame sauce hockey game, Vancouver versus the uh, Minnesota Wild, can't imagine the uh, ratings were that good for this one, people kind of frustrated, depressed watching the Vikings get smoked by the uh, San Francisco 49ers, the only Wild scorer would be Marcus Fellino has obviously been good, but again, this is another game where Vancouver just looked like the better team the whole game, uh, Bo Horvat, gotta love what he can do. A couple goals in the game, showing some of those skills. He was wonderful. One of those guys is, you know, your third or fourth center in fantasy hockey, but in his day, he was awesome. JT Miller, guy who's been all, all over the Wild conversation in the past. Probably won't be with the Wild anytime soon now. Uh, Brock Besser didn't score in the game, but nice to see him. He's had a wonderful season. Vancouver's a significantly better team, yet they're still in fourth place in that Pacific Division, which, again... You know, everybody's good in that division. So, I, I don't know why he'd fire Gerald Gallant so quickly and bring in Peter DeBoer. But, I guess... I, I guess... <laughs> ah, we made another goal that look good. Jacob Markstrom. I got another mediocre goalie, Jacob Markstrom, who's had some moments. He's, he's okay. He's one of those guys you might pick up in fantasy to be like your third-string guy or backup guy. Feel in some games. Maybe a game a week or something, if need be. And, I don't know. He's just okay. Um, he's just okay, but he looked... Solid against the Wild. Uh, Vancouver dominated the puck, like, the whole game. Uh, Dubnik was meh. You know, Dubnik was just meh. Of course, the Vancouver did get the, uh, he did wind up, uh, they did wind up getting an empty net goal. Bo Horvat second in the game, but obviously Horvath throughout the night, was pretty valuable in the game. Loved what he could do. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I sure wouldn't mind having him on this team. <laughs> I surely really wouldn't. I turned the sound off on this damn thing. <laughs> I apologize for that, but Bo Horvat's one of those guys. we a team starving for centers. We would uh, certainly love to have Bo Horvat in the mix. Oh, my. But um, I don't know. This game just, hmm, I don't know. We're already depressed at what's going on with the Vikings at the time. And then you get to see this happening as well. And it's just, I, I don't know. I mean, it is what it is. It, this is just another one of those games where it's like, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Playoffs? I just want to win a game, another game. And yeah, I don't know. That's what this felt like. Uh, I don't really want to say a whole lot about it. I was already in a bad mood and depressed kind of around that time. And I don't know. It's just too much to too little. They scored. We didn't. <laughs> uh, They're fast. We were slow. Yeah, Pittsburgh game. <laughs> too much to too little. <laughs> yeah, they were fast. We were slow. The wild dropped to 500. Uh, it's been an awful stretch. 1 5. And one stretch for Minnesota of late. Back out of the postseason again. Awful. Well, very much out of the postseason now. Very much back to last place in the Central Division. Completely out of the playoff positioning at this stage. And it's kind of like, it's okay. I mean, you want your draft pick? There's conversations on Judd's Hockey Show. Love that show, by the way. And, of course, the uh, Russo Suhan. Obviously, love that one as well. Big shout-outs to both of them. Um, Obviously, Russo's the king of the scoop. The scoops. And just bringing up numbers, this and that, that make you go, whoa, you know, <laughs> this and that. Um, I don't know. Uh, Jonas Prodeen possibly a t- uh, wouldn't be the dumbest trade ever. I, I agree with that. And if need be, you got a ton of left shot defensemen. Uh, one guy named Nick Sealer, who's been dying to get on the ice again. Of course, he struggled when he was out there, but if he was given more of an opportunity to be a full-time third-pair defenseman, so be it. Uh, he's got the skills to be in the NHL. He's got the physicality. He's got the presence. He's showed it. Uh, in the past, who's to say he can't? It's been a lack of confidence with him that's killed him. But you say, okay, Nick Steeler, it's your job now. Uh, Carson Souza, you're the full-time second-pair left left defenseman. Obviously, Suter is what he is, the left, the king of the left-shot defenseman on this team. You still got Dumba. Spurgeon, and either Hunt or Pattern playing on the right side. <sighs> Boy, I wish to could dumb Pattern so bad. Uh, I don't think... I just... Uh, I don't know. Pattern, I don't think he brings anything. His defense is okay. It's a little above average. Uh, hockey IQ, below average. Scoring non-existent. I'd rather take my chances with a Louis Belpedio playing in position, which he hasn't been in, in position a lot of the times in Iowa. Uh, take my chance with him or a Brennan Mantle, Possibly. Uh, Do you entertain a trade for Dumba or Spurgeon? I'm not sure, obviously. Uh, Spurgeon has definitely not been as good this year as he was last year. Uh, The old contract year bullcrap. It's just how it is. An absolute mess. Uh, Absolute mess. A weird game. Weird situation in Pittsburgh. Uh, Five defensemen on the ice. Very strange. Uh, Time on ice. Almost equal. Jonas Bergen led the way. Suter actually didn't for once, which is rare. Rodine he could get you a lot. Uh, he could get you a lot in, in a trade. Draft picks, hockey trade, whatever. Certainly draft picks is what we need, obviously. And hopefully the Minnesota Wilds, if we're not going to make the playoffs, have a very, 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 very high draft pick. Don't get screwed in the lottery, hopefully. Stay in the top five and actually get a legitimate player there. I mean, like a real legitimate player. A center. A center, please. <laughs> Kovanov was... Got a future in the NHL? Absolutely. He's just been unbelievable in, in the uh, Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, of course. Moncon Wildcats. Boy, uh, you don't want to put a whole lot of pressure on the guy right out of the gate, but for crying out loud, we need a defenseman that can actually score a little bit. It's good to have defensemen that, defensemen that can defend and win faceoffs like Koiwu, but I think you could possibly have that in uh, and Act. Obviously, his defense is number one on the team. He's got the best defense of any player on the Wild roster. Every analytic basically tells you that, uh, Julian X, the best defensive player on the Wild, uh, again even better than Koibu and such. But the faceoffs aren't there, and faceoffs lead to puck possession, and well, they prevent like cheap goals in your own zone there, and you know faceoffs in your own zone, that type of thing. Oh my, I don't know, but uh, this Pittsburgh night was uh, again it was a pitfall. I mean, I keep saying that word, I keep using the term. It was a pitfall, all right. It's the definition of a pitfall. It was they were just. Toying with us the entire game. Uh, Sydney Krause wound up with four total points. Malkin looked like Lemieux. Okay, not really. Not quite that exciting, but he was outstanding. Uh, it's crazy watching these guys age. You can see the age on their face now, but the skills are still very much there. They're not lacking in the skills. They're just lacking in the youth. That's all. Uh, beautiful play by uh, Malkin to Hornquist later on. Just right off the guy's stick. Just kind of tic-tac-toe into the net. Ah, a bad game. What a bad, rotten, rotten night. Everyone just kind of schooled the Wild in this game. Pittsburgh just, again, they were fast and we weren't. And what more is there to say? Koivu was horrendous in this game. Horrendous. Uh, Turnovers, slow, careless, not aggressive at all. I think he's done. I really think he's done. I'm just being honest with you. I think he's done. Uh, Parisi, multiple goals in the game. That's good. But it was at a point where the Wild were already trailing by a ton, and it's like, oh, yeah, oh, we scored. Cool, cool. Uh, felino added yet another goal. Good for him. So he's been adding the statistics in Felino's case and losing games, unfortunately. But uh, obviously he's adding the statistics. He's been good. felino has been probably the best overall player for the Wild the last two weeks. Uh, Fiala's way up there as well, generally speaking. But nobody was that good in this game. Fiala certainly didn't have quite the energy. He did have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful pass, though to Zach Rizzi on the first goal for Minnesota, which actually at least got the Wild back in the game, kind of, for a couple seconds. At least got us on the scoreboard. Not really in the game. We were down 4 nothing. Gorgeous pass by Fiala, though. And again, that's the most underrated thing with uh, Fiala is his passing skills. You talk about the speed and the scoring ability, but his passing skills are just gorgeous. Uh, that's why a lot of people believe he's got a real chance to be outstanding in this league. Not only for the scoring ability, but at uh, the passing. Uh, his puck handling is legit. Uh that's the first thing I noticed about uh Fiala. Not only the speed the skating, but uh, of course number one is his uh his his puck uh literally his 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 puck handling skills and his passing. Absolutely beautiful. Um <clears throat> a weird situation with the defense and all that, but generally speaking, like nobody was on their game in this one. Were they gassed, were they tired, I guess, but this was just not a good game at all. Uh uh <laughs> And this is the kind of game where the coach takes the fall, even though it's not his fault. That's what it kind of felt like. But luckily, Bill Guerin. I don't think he's in a huge rush to pull the trigger. But games like this, this is where you see, you know, Gerald Gallant fired. You know, Peter 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 fired from the uh, Peter Laviolette from Nashville fired. Uh, Peter Gibau fired from the Sharks. This and that. You know, this is that kind of game. Uh, Luckily, again, for uh, Bruce (laughs) Boudreau, Bill Guerin not quick on the trigger and. I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm satisfied with keeping Boudreau around at this point. Obviously, he's one of the one of the few bright spots on the team right now. I got to think. He's done a hell of a job, generally speaking. Um, but it is what it is. That's the roster. Older guys, uh, injured guys, banged up guys, young skilled guys, certain guys that are not reaching their potential, other guys that are. And that's just kind of all there is to say about that. The Mike Madonna Award for this past week, I guess I'm going to give it to two guys, Foligno and Fiala. Uh, Fiala, wonderful week, I thought. Again, great presence against Calgary. Uh, he sets up opportunities. Sometimes they don't score, and obviously, when he's aggressive, he's he's the most fun player to watch on the team. I think he's the most electrifying flying piece on the team right now. Uh, like if you're just gonna talk about who's the hottest prospect on the Minnesota Wild right now on the Minnesota Wild roster, it's Fiala by far, with with daylight second. Uh, he, he 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 flashes on the ice like nobody else right now. Love uh, love what he brings. Love what he brings to the Minnesota Wild, and hope we can keep him for a long, 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 long time, and he continues to continues to rise. Uh, second line, top line, whatever it is, but he's a legitimate top six forward with for the Minnesota Wild, in my humble opinion. The James Stubborn Memorial, it's Koivu with a bullet. Uh, I'm not coming up here to bash your captain, your favorite player, whatever it is, but I'm, i I got to be objective. i got to be honest. Mikko Koivu was the worst player this week. He was the worst player on the ice this week for the Minnesota Wild. Without a doubt. Uh, Dubnik was not good. And he was not good at all, giving up seven whole goals against Pittsburgh, but the play in front of him was not good. The play in front of him was not good. The terrible turnovers and just some of the slowest crap I've ever seen in the Pittsburgh game. Uh, Vancouver, again, similar. Similar. Just kind of, he was like a junior version of what Pittsburgh did to us. Just a younger, better team, and that's it. That's it. <laughs> with that said, we'll take a quick break. We're going to preview four games. Busy schedule coming up, and then off into the bye. So we will have a show next week. It's the week after. We're gonna we're gonna be silent. I'll I'll have my quote unquote bye week with the Minnesota Wild, so to speak. So we'll do that again. We'll review the four games. Preview what's coming up after the bye, and uh, take a break basically, and hope the. Uh... <laughs> Hope the Green Bay Packers don't win the Super Bowl, basically, at that point. Uh, That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, Yeah, well, we'll be back right after this. back here on Brave the Wild. Going to preview four games and look at the prospects. Some interesting stuff going down in the AHL and such. And of course, uh, you know, (laughs) the real coppers off continues to dominate as we just wait and 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 wait. That's what we're going to do. But luckily, (laughs) the wait's going to be over soon, finally. All right, tonight, the 16th of January, the Minnesota Wild host the Tampa Bay Lightning. Minnesota Wild have had some pretty good success against them. Generally speaking, of late for an extended period now. This will be another NBC Sports Night. Hopefully we represent a little better than we did the other night against the Pittsburgh Penguins on national television. National cable, but national television. An entertaining game back in December the 5th. 5-4 to four back and forth battle with the Tampa Bay Lightning. And again, some recent success against this club. Surprising how the Wild did so well against Vasilevsky. Uh, just dominated in that game. Again, Tampa Bay's skills were very much evident. But Minnesota's scoring had just taken off at this stage, and this was early in the Christmas season, nice fun feeling, Victor Hedman, Victor Rasp, Victor this, Victor that, uh, Victor Rasp. beautiful goal in the game, along the way, Zuccarello ended up wrapping it up with, uh, <clears throat> well, wrapped it up early in the third period, ultimately, Stalock was solid in that, got beat a significant amount of times, this and that, but Zuccarello was the best player on the ice for Minnesota, very entertaining game, to say the least. Or you could even definitely argue Carson Susie was the best player on the ice. Oh, man. Susie and Brodine combined for four points. They reach a plus three in the game. Awesome night for those couple guys. Ah, oh, man. Love them both. It'd be sad to see them split up and somebody gets traded out of the two, but could happen. Tampa Bay Lightning second in the league in scoring. Second in the league in scoring. Minnesota, after being so good for so long, has now dropped to 20th. Being so good since early November, now we're down to 20th in scoring. Uh, Kucherov, after a slow start, now has 50 points on the season. Stamkos continues to be one of the better players. I think Victor Hedman's with the top top five defenseman in the NHL, 41 points on the season. Braden points, but uh, in in and out, in and out, hot cold, hot cold. He had, again that the contract squabble at the beginning of the year, but it is what it is. Kevin Shattenkirk has been a wonderful addition to the Tampa Bay Lightning as they're now in second place, only six points behind the Boston Bruins, who are probably, I think, still the best team in hockey. I still think they're better than the Washington Capitals and such, but uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see what happens. Maybe they get beat by St. Louis again in the finals. Uh, Vasilevsky certainly been down a little bit. Great win-loss record, though, 23-9. and Goals against average, a little under 2.6. Save percentage, very solid. nine sixteen on the year. Michael Hennig, who was so good for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes last year, not so good for Tampa this year again, he was splitting time in the net for the Hurricanes last season. Wonderful team! I'm a big fan of the Tampa Bay Lightning, love what they've put together. Will they ever win a cup though? I don't know. Uh, they went way back in 06, obviously, all those players are long gone now. Uh, 04, pardon me, I'm getting that mixed up with Carolina. 04, uh, they're fifth in the league in penalty kills, second in power play. Great special teams, they're ninth in goals against, so again, solid, solid. Uh, they do get a lot of penalties. Twenty sixth place in the league, so the higher the number of the higher the penalties, that type of thing. Every twenty sixth place, that means you stink about getting penalties. You get a lot of penalties, so kind of is what it is there. It's going to be a fun fun matchup, though. And this one's in Excel energy center. Last game was in Tampa Bay, uh, so it's going to be a fun little uh, fun little matchup. I love this. This would be a nice way to end a uh, end your your snide you've been on four four losses in a row. Oh boy. I don't know where to go with this. The Wild has just been so awful lately and it's so frustrating. Again, uh most anybody would say Tampa's gonna win this game. Most anybody would say that. The way the Wild are playing now, I mean of course of course Tampa's gonna win the game. But it's like you don't wanna be super negative, obviously. Tampa Bay has won four out of their last five. Their only loss to uh, their only loss was to New Jersey. That's crazy. They scored nine goals against Vancouver, nine. But again, their goaltending is not that good. They're, they they score they score goals. That's what Vancouver is. Four nothing against the Arizona Coyotes. Huh. Taylor Hall not working out there. One nothing victory over Philly. Okay, a three to one loss in New Jersey. Ugh. And then a four to three barely got past the Los Angeles Kings in Tampa Bay. Okay, nice. Uh I don't know where to go with this one. I don't know. Uh, the Wild just, I mean, you know, we played so well against this team, you want to believe it's going to continue. But the Wild play of late is telling me a different story. It, it really is. Uh, <laughs> I see a win or two on the schedule. A win or two, possibly, on this schedule. But uh, Tempa has been playing pretty well. The Wild have not. NBC Sports. We almost always suck on that. I, I, <laughs> we almost always suck on national television on NBC Sports. God bless those guys. It's just beautiful picture, best quality. NBC Sports has the best picture quality, uh, video quality, whatever. In the uh, you know, in, in sports. Oh God, I don't know, man. I mean, the goaltending's not been good. The defense has been terrible. The Wild are going to have to come out sharp and confident, thinking, "Hey, we always play well against these guys." But I'm gonna pick Tampa to win. I I'm sorry, I'm gonna pick Tampa to win. I'm just sensing something right now that this this thing is gonna start unraveling a bit. Not that it hasn't already. That Pittsburgh game was a pitfall. I say it a million times. Uh I think Tampa's gonna win like four to two, something like that. Four to two, five to three, four to two, five to three, five to three. Minnesota will will get a number of goals, but I think Tampa's just gonna be better. You know, we'll actually get three goals though, even though we struggled. We'll find the back of the net, but I think Tampa's going to continue to find the back of the net. They've been just wonderful. Uh, Luckily, they get penalties, and that's where the Wild maybe will capitalize a little bit, despite our power play being 22nd in the league. It's not been good. Our penalty kill's been terrible, generally speaking. Um, Tampa wins 5-3. Most likely got a score for the Minnesota Wild. Kevin Fiala is due to find the back of the net. He is due to find the back of the net, and he will. He might even score two in the game. I would not be surprised one bit if that were the case. Let's move right along here, because again, it's four games, so can't be uh, talking too long about one team. The Dallas Stars, who of course hosted the uh, NHL Winter Classic before, before Minnesota did. That's great. Uh, I know, I know. They're one of the second six franchises, and yeah, if it was Minnesota, if it was the Minnesota North Stars, I'm sure we would have had the Winter Classic a long time ago. But uh, well, it wasn't and stuff. I don't know. They're number one in the league in scoring goals. Number, uh, excuse me, in goals against, pardon me. I got that backwards. Uh, ben Bishop has been absolutely great. Anton Kudobin has been freaking awesome. They don't score a lot, but they sure shut people down. The defense has been good. The goaltending has been better. Uh, Tyler Sagan does what he does. Rudolov has torched the Wild in the past. He's been a frustration. Again, a guy who's been in and out of the NHL. At least he's hanging around now, it looks like. Wilder in last place. Three points ahead Nashville overall. Dallas Stars are in second place and 10 hole points. 10 hole points behind the St. Louis Blues, but two games in hand. Greatest statistic ever. Uh, Nashville's played the least games in the whole division. Minnesota's got 46 games, so we got that excuse. We got two games in hand, man. But we don't have two games in hand versus the Stars. We're even. And 12 hole points behind the Dallas Stars and uh, a lot of people call them forgive the French. If you don't want to hear this, just just put the uh, just follow forward about five seconds. Shit, Chicago, I guess people call them. Now, well, they don't look like that against the Wild. They don't. They always uh, crush us, which is annoying, really annoying. Dallas Stars, very talented group of players, uh, veterans who can score. Obviously, Joe Pavelski. He played well against the Wild last time around. And this is a this is a team with great goaltending, obviously, uh, kind of like the old days with uh, Eddie Belfour or John Casey or something way back in the old days. Godobin is just, you know, he's been wonderful. He's a former player for Minnesota. Ben Bishop, former Tampa Bay Lightning. uh, Stars killed the wild back on the 29th. That's a long time ago. Minnesota was able to win in a shootout versus the Stars in Excel Energy Center. That was awesome on the 1st of December. Great game. Uh, Matinee there. Uh, Jan, the 18th, coming up here on Saturday evening. Saturday evening, Dallas Stars come to Minnesota. So right now we're tied. But the Stars have three out of four possible points. The Wild have two out of four points thus far. Dallas Stars are probably going to win the season series. Do I sense a win in this one? Uh, No. No. I I just got a bad feeling. I'm not feeling good about this team right now. I'm not, again, you know, I'm be, they'll probably surprise me and win an extra game or so because that's the Wild. They'll have their furious rally, as Judge Zolgaard likes to say. A furious rally and then make everyone believe again for a couple days. And the Wild are not going to beat the Dallas Stars. Uh, I, I don't think so. Uh, I think the Stars are going to win the season series. Three games to one, that type of thing. And they'll have, boy, they'll have seven out of eight points. That's the really annoying part. They'll have gotten a point in every every game, in that case. Every freaking game. And that's Dallas versus Minnesota. I, am I being honest or am I being honest? Um, I, I'm just going to be honest with you. Dallas is better. They're just better and it's it pisses me off. They might make a playoff run. Uh, with goaltending like this, you could go very far. Uh, Dallas Stars almost beat the St. Louis Blues last year. History would have been completely different. The Stars probably would have went to the cup final. I think they would have beat the Sharks. They would have lost to Boston. I think I think the Boston Bruins would have won the Cup, but uh, it would have been a great series. It would have gone to probably six or seven, but I think Boston would have finished it out. Uh, just a little better, obviously. Boston, but who knows? Maybe Ben Bishop would have been the con Smythe guy. He would have been, you know, what Jordan Biddington probably should have been, as good as Ryan O'Reilly was. I think Biddington was as con Smythe as it gets. Uh, but Yeah, the Stars win the Cup. It'll probably be Ben Bishop holding the, the Con Smythe trophy, but Kudobin, though, with all due respect, he's been awesome. Um, again, former member of the Wild years ago. Kind of a prospect, so to speak. Uh, yeah, short little guy, but... Gudobin, Alex Stalock. Hudobin, Alex Stalock. As good as uh, Stalock is of the puck, I'll take Goodobin 10 out of 10 times. 93% save percentage. Ben Bishop, 93% save percentage. Only two shutouts on the year. Yet, everything is that good. That's how good these guys are. So, you got the best goalies in the league right there. Beautiful combination. 16 starts for Kudobin. Um Stars win... 3-1, to 2-1, to 2-1, to low-scoring game. Stars win, Stars win. Maybe it gets to the shootout, but the Stars win. Most likely guy to score for the Minnesota Wild will be Zach Parisi. Zach Parisi, who's leading the Wild in goals scored this season. He will score against the Wild, and he'll be the only guy to score, I think, in the game. I think Stars shut us down pretty good. <clears throat> Maybe we get two. It three to and it's 3-2 to or something, but I'm going to go with 2-1. I think it's going to be one of those. It's just going to be one of those. Ugh, ugh kind of boring, boring night, but uh, well, maybe you'll see just great goaltending, it'll be kind of like the Calgary game, actually, Talbot in that, versus the Wild, the Wild. Minnesota then hosts the Florida Panthers, as the uh, we'll wrap up that season series, but, uh, Florida Panthers have been pretty solid, knocking on the door of the postseason over there in the Atlantic Division, fourth place so far, Minnesota played wonderfully against them earlier in the year, on December the 3rd, that was on the wilder just playing awesome, awesome. Uh, goaltending in Florida has been, and it's exactly the same thing. You go from two great goalies to two goalies, it's just not so great. Oh, God, that was one of the Kapokakkanen's awesome nights where he stopped what 42, 44, 46 shots. What a nice night. Florida is literally like the polar opposite of the Dallas Stars. They score a ton of goals, and their goaltending is not real good. Uh, 20th in goals against it's actually improved a little bit, but they've, they're fourth in the league in scoring. Awesome. Uh, awesome. Bobowski's not been good at all uh big contract lots of money save percentage not even 90 oof oh one shutout on the season chris dreiger has been the best goalie but, but very limited uh dreiger and of course that's uh you know spencer knight or anything he's not spencer knight or anything right <laughs> he's kind of the up-and-coming guy but he's got a ways to go mike hoffman the former ottawa senator obviously super valuable guy. 35 points in 45 games. Uh, Jonathan Huberdeau has just been ridiculous. Ridiculous. 61 points on the season. He's like a better version of Johnny Goudreau, if that's okay. Johnny, Johnny Hockey. Yeah, he's like a better version, we'll say. Uh, He's been absolutely spectacular. Barkov's been so good. Uh, Dodonov, one good player after another. Vincent Trotschek, he's always hurt, but when he's healthy, he's valuable. Ekblad can do what he can do. Brian Boyle, he's been all over the league. Wonderful fourth line center. Wild could use a guy like that, I'm sure. Yes, we could. <laughs> Bob Brodsky's been very mediocre. That's why the Wild were able to score last time around. Kapokakinen, anyone? Kapokakinen would be nice. Um, <laughs> I'd love to see and He didn't get to go back in that when he was called up and sent right back down. Oh, man the Wild are going to win this one though Exo Energy Center, I do feel positive about this one I love the way the Wild played against this team last time around, it's an opportunity for the Wild to score 3 or 4 goals against the Florida Panthers I think we get 5, how about that Wild, Wild have one of those surf, uh, Furious Rally type of games, and of course uh, Judd Zoga generally was like making fun of all the Wild are going on 4 nothing, and here they come, oh now it's 4-3 to oh and they came up short, oh what a Furious Rally though, or they tie it up and then they lose in the shootout or overtime, that type of thing I do think the Wild win, 5-4, to four, something like that. Really high-scoring, frustrating back-and-forth night, but the Wild win. And Matt Dumba is going to finally score a goal, his fourth goal of the year. it taken him, you know, until jan- like midway through frickin' January to get there. Ugh, January 20th to get his fourth goal. Who would have thunk it, but... You know, just keep putting the puck on that uh, Dumba, please put the puck on that that would be great, I think Fiala is going to wind up with multiple points in the game too, I got a great feeling about Fiala going in this one, cunning guys like that, but I'm going to say Dumba gets his fourth goal of the year in the wild, get the win over the Florida Panthers 5-4 to four, a uh, barn burner 9 goals scored in that one the Detroit Red Wings, oh my goodness has the, uh, how the mighty have fallen and of course they haven't been in the playoffs for a little while now uh, they have been, uh, they're in full-on rebuilding slash semi-tanking or whatever the heck mode. Sometimes it's okay to stink because what if you get the next Steve Eiserman? What if you get the next Sergei Fedorov? What if, you know, you could go on forever. What if you get the next Crosby? You know, and you already have some good players in Detroit. You got Dylan Larkin, uh, Mr. Bertuzzi, Tyler Bertuzzi. You got pieces. You certainly need goaltending right now because Jimmy Howard is just darn, I don't know what's going on with him and Jonathan Benier has not been nearly as good as he was back in the day. You know, you'd think with Jimmy Howard and Jonathan Bernier, they'd be fine. Bernier, uh, they'd be fine, but they're not. Uh, the defense in front of them has been pathetic. Uh, Nick- Nicholas Lindstrom is a guy who'd certainly be hoping to... <laughs> a player similar to him as a guy who'd be hoping to get in the top five of the draft. Wouldn't mind if the Wild got another Nicholas Lindstrom. But, um, I don't know, the problem is where are you going to put him, obviously? You know, that type of thing. Where, who's going to... Yeah, you know, it's not like you wouldn't make a spot for Nicholas Lindstrom. The next Nicholas Lindstrom or anything, but it's like still you'd be stuck with, like, a buyout or something at that stage. But uh, I suppose buying out a certain guy that isn't that big of a deal or trading away a sealer isn't going to kill you. Just saying. I'm I'm silly. Um, I'd sure take Nicholas Lindstrom, but I think you need the next Iserman. You need the next freaking, you know, you need somebody big, a big center who can do it all. Uh, A legitimate number one center who can do everything, Who who could push Eric Stahl down to the second line, and say, you know, that's you're, you're never going to be number one center on this team again, ever. With with all due respect, you know, you're getting older and all that, you know, and he doesn't have the presence to be that kind of player uh, anymore. He once was, but it ain't happening. Minnesota-Detroit, January 22nd and February 27th will be the season series. We've never played the Detroit Red Wings. They are last place in everything, everything. They are the worst team in the NHL right now, and that's fine going for number one, number one in the draft. And don't be surprised if they get it. Uh, 31st it goes for, 31st it goes against. This is the kind of game where, say, the Wild have been playing well, and we're like seventh in the NHL or something, or seventh in the Western Conference, and you end up losing this game at home, the Detroit Red Wings. You end up losing, like, three to one. Like, it's like, what the flip Saunders just happened here? Uh, 31st in penalty kill, 28th in power play. They're 15th in penalty minutes, so, yeah, that's the only thing they have going for them. They're in last in, like, almost everything. No excuses. Just win the game. Just win the game. Just watch the Wild lose this game, though. Oh, I mean, Dylan Larkin—that's the guy you wish the Wild could have. I, I would love to have Dylan Larkin. Tyler Bertuzzi's got—he's got game, this and that. Uh, obviously, everybody's a minus this, minus that, and it's killing their numbers for fantasy or something like that. But uh, Dylan Larkin's the kind of guy. Again, fifteenth pick in the twenty in the twenty fourteen draft. You know, it's a guy you could have had. That it's a guy you could get. Guys like this are around in the middle of the draft, say if the Wild wind up having to pick 14th or 15th or 12th or 11th. But I think it is going to be a single digit, so the Wilds continue to uh, flounder the way we have. I think it will be a single digit type of thing. I have to pick a win in this one. Uh, there's just there's no excuse. Uh, Detroit has won 12 games this year, so it could happen. It's now like they're 0 900. And yeah, watch the Wilds lose a game like that. Oh, the Detroit Red Wings end their 900 game losing streak. Oh, emotion in, in Exo Energy Center. And the fans are crashing the place. There's, like, six packs of six packs of some nasty beer, like Coors Light, flying on the ice and shattering all over the place. Somebody snuck in a six-pack and threw them all over the ice. and eh, whatever. And dead octopuses and stuff. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, remember those days of Detroit? Remember the glory days of Detroit? Yeah, a lot of people probably don't at this point. That's how long it's been already, kind of sadly. Um... So far away, isn't it? But uh, no excuse. The Wild need to win the game. Detroit has actually won two games recently, if you can believe that. Jan. 7th against Montreal and against Ottawa, one of the other awful teams in the Eastern Conference. The Eastern Conference in this stage, eight to two demolition, most recently versus the Islanders, and a five to one debacle against the Buffalo Sabers, who are kind of screwing around over there in the East as well. Got to win this game, Wednesday, the twenty-second. Before we head into the bye and the all star break and all that crap, and uh, watch Derek Stahl like just kind of be part of the game, and who cares? It's all star game, it's fun, good for him, nice recognition, and all that. You wish it was, Par- I wish it was Parisi instead. I don't know, I'm happy for Stahl, but Parisi just gets ignored too much. He does, uh, but at least he's got a good bank account. I guess that's just kind of how it goes sometimes in the real world, I suppose. You, you get the money at least, which is nice, but you don't always get the recognition of the All-Star game. <laughs> sometimes similar to things going on in the regular world uh inside conversation there. Another NBC sports game which could be scary, but I think the Wild get this I think the Wild get the job done 4 to 2, 4 to 1. 4 to 2. We'll go with the 4 to 2 win for Minnesota. <clears throat> Detroit, there's just no excuse. You got to beat this team. There's no, there's no energy with them right now. Oh, again, if the Wild were a playoff team and needed this game, watch them, lose. Watch, just watch. <laughs> Trap game, as they call it. But the Wild win four to two, and the most likely guy to score in the game is going to be uh, Luke Cunningham Is going to score against the Minnesota Wild, against the Detroit Red Wings, and the Wild finally. Uh, well, the Wild win a couple of games in a row, Florida and Detroit. Maybe we'll squeeze a point versus Dallas, but I doubt it. I think we get four out of. Eight possible points, and just, you know, the mediocre 500 season continues. And that's all I got to say about that. Let's jump into the prospects. A. Eh? And as per usual, we jump into the Iowa Wild. And wow, they've been playing a lot better. Uh, Sam Honest was on an amazing streak for a while. He's at 42 points in 40 games, just piling up the assists this year. He'd been a goal scorer. Talk about goal scorers. Now, Jared Mayhew, but generally speaking, unbelievable numbers. In the last 10 games, or yeah, he was on a 10-game points streak, is what I'm trying to say. And in the last 12 games, 21 points for Gerald Mayhew. That's uh, unbelievable. The guy is just <laughs> kicking ass right now. Uh, very happy to have him a part of things. It's a crying shame. He needs to be in the NHL. It's, But it's like you got good players. That's the thing. He got good, solid players underneath uh or uh, in the fourth line and such you got a lot of young players greenway cunning guys like that you have the geek squad though no, they've been split up a bit uh has been playing higher up and hasn't been scoring for crap which is frustrating um obviously cunning and, and uh Ek have been so solid felino's been unbelievable uh Hartman's been very solid. Heck, he won four faceoffs the other day. Four faceoffs—he won all four of the faceoffs. He took. Hartman, uh, Hartman, Hartman. <laughs> Hartman. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Hartman and Foligno. I tried to put those two together accidentally. <laughs> I'm going to leave that on there. You'll love that. Uh, he, he's yeah. There's no way. You know. I mean, it's like somebody has to get hurt, which is crappy. Like, come on, get hurt, get hurt, get hurt, get hurt, get hurt. That's almost. It's sad how it's like that in the when you're a minor league player. <laughs> Again, like I used to say years ago, me and my brother playing Super Mario Brothers, sometimes you had to wait until the other character would die, you know, you like they die once, so now it's the other kid's turn, Mario and Luigi, you know, the old Super Mario Brothers, you can see they going, die, 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 and that's kind of what it's like, I mean, Gerald Mayhew should be in the NHL on at least a bottom six role. Fourth line, third line role. I mean, he could play third line in the NHL. He could, uh, and scored double-digit goals. There's no question about that. He's got the ability. Uh, It is kind of funny and crazy when you look down the Iowa Wild roster. 26 goals for Gerald Mayhew, right? 26 in only 34 games because he was called up to Minnesota for a while, and in some cases he got rotted in the the, uh, press box. Just the extra man, really extra man. I think he's better than that. And then Sam Anas is your second goal scorer with only 12. It's kind of funny. And then after that, nobody's even in double digits. The third place guy, though, is becoming more and more and more intriguing as he continues to climb up the charts, obviously. He's been been banged up a little bit for a little while, and he was on the wild, and he was scratched, and you know what I mean? So he didn't get a whole lot of games. Only 32 games, 19 points now. He just continues to chip away, chip away. He's got nine goals in the season. That, I mean, uh, I'm telling you, when I keep talking about centers, you need centers this and that. You're dying for centers and the second, third, and fourth line centers for the Minnesota Wild this year with Clovis with only two all season, by the way. Nine goals combined. Nico Sturm in the AHL has nine goals. So, AHL is a difference. There's a difference in everything, but I think Nico Sturm translates to the National Hockey League. I don't think there's any question about it. Uh, he's got great passing ability. He can score. He's big. He's strong. Nico Sturm has a very strong uh, possibility to be a good NHL center. Uh, would love to have him. Hopefully he can... <laughs> Man, I mean, that's where you're okay with Quavo retiring. Because you got Jule Eriksson You got Nico Sturm. Uh, Who's more than capable of being, I think, a long-term defenseman in the National Hockey League. Yeah, winning face-offs. That's hopefully providing that strong defense. And again, Jule Eriksson is like a shoe-in to be an elite defensive center. It just needs to... You know, you hope he improves on the face-offs. You hope so. Um, Melpedeo's still stuck at 13 points on the season. Sakala has been very strong as well though he's been on a bit of a point streak uh, very strong play by him he's now at 13 points in only 21 games as you remember earlier in the year he was rotting scratched every single every single time uh it's it's pretty crazy I love what he's been doing out there I uh, love it love what he's been doing um, Brennan Mendel he added a couple points the other night 27. 27- on the season, and I used to see Iowa kind of coming out of their funk. They were in a funk for a while there, but it didn't help that uh, Cabo Kakinen was up with, Cabo uh, Kakinen was up with Minnesota, and Matt Robson was struggling. Now both of them are doing pretty well. Uh, Robson's, um, Robson's been stronger in that. Of late, he's down to 2.86 goals against average. 500 record. Cabo Kakinen has been fantastic, obviously. This continues to keep it to about two goals a game. Overall, 2.6 after a tough stretch there. 14-4 and four overall, two shutouts on the season. Kapo Kakanen has a legitimate shot of being a long-term NHL goalie in the league. At least a really good backup. <sighs> Something like that, who would get a lot of action. Uh, Luke Johnson's been awesome, coming back from injury earlier in the season. He's only 24 years of age. He's a center, 8 goals in 19 games, 15 total points. He's been very solid, but he is a minus 8. So he was out there, some some rough stretches. Uh, and Will Byton, obviously, Bitten, has been... Uh, well, he hasn't been scoring lately, but certainly showing signs of improvement the last year, year and a half, after an extremely slow start to his young, very young professional career a mere year ago. Uh, recently, or not recently, but turned 21 back in the summer. Will Biden, bitten, very, very young guy with a probably a future in the NHL at some point, a bottom six center type of guy, you know, like third or fourth line center type of guy. Sealer has been continuing to get action. He's now been in six games. And somehow he's a plus nine. He's just been awesome. He's been out there in the right place, right time. Right been on the top, top defensive pairing, and, and he should be. He should be. I can't believe he's twenty six already. Oh, Nick, I feel for you, buddy. Uh, plus nine. He's been out there probably with Mayhew during the course of time. Mayhew and uh, Honest playing together at times on the power play, and uh, whew, they've been piling the piling things on in a big way. Only plus five on the year for Mayhew because, of course, the Iowa Wild went through some awful stretches. JT Brown update for those of you that at this stage he's the he's the minus 14 he's the worst uh, plus minus guy on the team so yeah it is what it is I don't think he's an NHL player Uh, I mean he's hanging in there as just a mediocre AHL player frankly he's played in 14 uh, 40 games part of me and he's only got 13 points JT Brown's not that good I mean it's okay to say it it's okay you know you it's not the end of the world if you're honest Uh, about it, he's from Minnesota, yes but he's not that good, I'm sorry uh, you got Brennan Menel from Woodbury, he's been awesome, we're going to praise him all day Kyle Rouse, solid, too small to probably play in the NHL, only 5'8 uh, honest, you got the same situation there, but boy oh boy, his, his ability is so up there, that you feel you wish he could have a shot you really do, in the top 6 on occasion, but Mayhew, absolutely he's the kind of guy who can kind of do both, he can play he can play anywhere, he can play anywhere in the uh, the 12, you know, top to bottom of, uh, NHL roster. Looking around, some more. Uh, can I do an update here? <laughs> My post got deleted on the uh, on MLW prospects because somebody else had already posted it. Probably Justin back, uh, so I apologize. That's why they deleted it, I'm sure. Not to be mean to me. But uh, Bryce w- Misley finally scored again. He finally got his, uh, well, not scored, but uh, got an assist. He got his second point of the season now, 19 games. Bryce Misley finally got another point. It was like, it's like newsworthy. Uh, and I'm rooting for him. I'm not trying to be <laughs> I'm not trying to be sarcastic, but it's it's sad. Come on, Meisley. Oh I know Vermont is not good, but oh mm. Two points in nineteen games. He finally got his second point. I'm not trying to be mean to you, I promise. Just in case, one in a million chance the guys listening on uh, Matt Boldy and Phil Blinberg. What an awesome weekend he had. But Matt Boldy finally, finally doing something out there. He's now at two goals, four assists, six points on the season. I had a multi-point game the other day. What a nice, uh, or last weekend, pardon me. That's a good sign, at least. Well, he, he's, he's at .333, you know what I mean. He's at a third of a point a game now, so at least he's kind of starting to do something good for him. Uh, obviously, slow, slow start to his collegiate career for the 12th overall pick of the 2019 draft. God bless Matt Boldy. Hopefully he continues to pick that up. Philip Lindbergh, what an awesome week he had, though. Multiple, uh, he had a 40-save night. It's one of the better teams in the nation. Uh unfortunately they lost the next night, but uh it is what it is. He's six and four on the season, two 0 and one goals against average for UMass Amherst. That's just the regular UMass, basically. Uh awesome. Good good uh good season for him so far in the collegiate ranks, and he was awesome last year for UMass as well. Uh UMass he was very solid for them, eleven and four last year, kind of a platoon goalie. Where this year I see him more as a he's like the main guy there. Nice seventh round pick by uh, Paul Fenton. Again, I mean, I think he had an awesome couple of drafts. I really do. Kovanov, after a good junior, uh, pardon me, uh, under under 20 Russia team in the uh, under 20, the U 20 Russia uh, World Junior Championships, over a point a game there. No surprise. He was so valuable. Um, and goes back to Moncon and just continues his crazy play. Just dominant, two points a game, 20 goals on the season. Could do everything. Absolutely spectacular. Plus 27 on the year. Kovanov, future top one or two center for Minnesota, I got to hope. Jack McBain might be a third or fourth line guy, but he's been shipping he's been away. He keeps shipping away. He's almost already at this point total last year. He was another guy last year who started off so slow, kind of like Boldy for the wild, uh, wild Prospects this year. Boston College, of course, Jack McBain, and it's a better team. Last year was awful. Boston College is one of their worst years in I don't know how long, like a million years. Uh, he's now at double digits, so three points behind last year's total of 13, and he's still got a strong, strong. Uh, he's, he's he's still got a few months to play there, so hopefully he can uh, double his point total last year. would really be a nice step up for Jack McBain, and pretty good team. And again, keep rooting for Boston College, because there's wild prospects all over that team. <laughs> Adam Beckman continues to just be stellar. Obviously, already passed last season's point total, 66 points, and he's got 41 games now, 31 goals in 40 games total unbelievable in 35 assists for the Spokane Chiefs, WHL, and of course people comparing him to Mr. Dreiseltl, uh hopefully. Yeah, Dreissel of the Edmonton Oilers, because, uh, you know, similar statistics, same age, only 18 in the WHL, same league, blah, blah, blah. Hopefully uh, he can get to 100 points this year, Adam Beckman. He's been a really nice find for uh, yeah, Paul Fenton. I'll just keep saying that name. Paul Fenton, Paul Fenton, Paul Fenton, Paul Fenton. Paul Fenton is uh, a draft machine, the guy that might have saved the Wild franchise, huh? And maybe a guy who might end up being a much better draft pick than we originally thought, from uh, Doug Riser, Re- uh, from uh, Chuck Fletcher in his final draft. Obviously, uh, trading a lot of player uh, picks away, and Wild only had four picks. And it was the first pick the Wild had was 85th overall, third round, Ivan Lodnia, as they decided not to put him in the AHL this year. Go and dominate the OHL, and he's doing that. Uh, the last couple of years for the Erie Otters and Niagara Ice Dogs. He'd been at about a point a game, a little under a point, a little over a point. Now he's almost two points a game, kind of like Kovanov for the uh, Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Uh, OHL, uh, he has just been dominating the OHL, has Ivan Lodnia. He has been beautiful, 49 points in 28 games. He always seems to miss a couple games because of something, Uh, but as long as he can stay healthy. And he is 5'11". He's not that small. He's just not six foot, but uh, he's got some size on him. And clearly he can score, and he can set other players up, and he shoots right. He's a right winger. The Wild need a nice, good, solid right winger, you know, for the top six. Wouldn't that be great? Maybe Ivan Lodnia could be that, after all. Uh, Ivan Lodnia, long term, maybe he could be that. Imagine Lodnia with, like, say, Fiala and Parisi or something. Uh, I don't know. Well, not Fiala and Parisi, but uh, with Fiala and uh, Kovanov, or who knows? Uh, who knows? Who knows? Who knows who they pair him with? The Niko or Eric Stahl or something. Uh, I think it'd be a nice line long-term. Uh, be fun to watch. Something fun to watch long-term. Or You know, a center that can keep up with uh, Fiala, this and that. But uh, Fiala's been wonderful, obviously. And it uh, would be nice to have Lodny on the other side. Those two guys setting each other up oof, from from each side of the, the ice. Uh, maybe a centering pass for uh, Stahl or Kovanov or God knows who. Uh, Jewel eriksson who knows? <laughs> interesting, interesting ideas that could go forward. But love lodging its future with the Minnesota Wild long term. Uh, Sam is again playing solid. He's played center. He's played left. He's a left wing. That shoots right. He's like the opposite. That's kind of weird of what uh, like Zuccarello and Fiala have been doing. Again, more than a point a game for him in the collegiate ranks. St. Cloud State trying to improve after a weak, weak, weak start to the season. They were number one in the in the uh, NCAA all year last year, and then they lose in the first round of the tournament yuck, but already has passed his point total from last year's uh, outstanding freshman season. Uh, Sam Hatch is the leading scorer for the St. Cloud State Huskies. Uh, been awesome. Been awesome indeed. Been awesome. Jeru is continuing to chip away in the AHL. That's the name I, can, I didn't even mention before. And of course, uh, our buddy Kirill Khabrizov has been picking it up again lately. He's been beautiful, obviously. <laughs> Fifth Still crazy to imagine him as a fifth-round pick, and he has been dominating. He's now up to a point a game in the KHL, which is not easy to do. Not easy to do. Uh, He's ahead of every other year he's played in the KHL. he had a little short stretch. Yeah, started out the season spectacular. Now he's picking it back up again. He has just been unbelievable, plus 18 on the season, plus 34 last year for that club. Uh, Can't wait to see him. Can't wait to see him just continuing to have multi-point games lately it would be crazy to see him flat out dominate the KHL. They'll be like, you're not going to the NHL. No, he, he, they, they gotta let him go to the NHL. Come on, you know, let him come and make his money and have a hell of a storied career for Minnesota, hopefully. Maybe be the best player in Wild history. Maybe, maybe, hopefully. Hopefully he becomes the best player in Wild history. Oh, I wish the Wild could deal for Dylan Larkin. I wish we could, but it ain't gonna happen. is it? He's one of the few guys over there that can bring some hope to the, uh, Detroit Red Wings in the coming future. Yeah, if they ever get better, but which they will, which they will, especially with uh, Steve Eiserman in charge, they're going to get better. They'll they'll tank for a couple more years and watch watch the Detroit Red Wings emerge uh, suddenly in the Eastern Conference. They'll be like Tampa Bay before you know it, because we all know who put Tampa Bay together originally. Oh, it'll be fun to it'll be fun to watch. It will be fun to watch, indeed. No question. So, uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah nice positive uh, positive future for the Minnesota Wild prospects it's like some people say the cupboards are bare I, I don't think they're bare uh, they could be better and I think they'll continue to get better especially if guys like Adam Beckman and such continue to emerge it'll be interesting to see him maybe in the AHL for a year or even just part of a year next thing you know he's in the NHL looking forward to see what happens of course again lodging out this and that uh, a lot of these guys have really become something and with uh, off is who he is you know Karel Kopecky is who he is. You just wish guys like Greenway and such Greenway Donato could step it up a bit because, well, at the end of the day, they're going to be expendable pieces very soon because those spots are going to be needed. They're going to be needed if uh, if they're not going to start scoring, uh, the, these other guys are going to take it from them, and I got to hope they will. Uh, it's not like Greenway dominated in college. It's not like Donato dominated. You know, Eck never dominated anywhere. but He looked pretty good in the AHL. But again, his defense is so good, he's not going anywhere. I don't think the Wild will get rid of him, but I guess you never know. Uh, Garen, I should say, will never get rid of him, but you never know. Marshall Warren, we'll look at him real quick again. Also Boston College, we'll talk about him a little bit. Seven points on the season. So a little less than half a point a game, but we'll see what happens. Again, just a freshman, 18 years of age, uh, for the young left-shot defenseman again. So that's another reason eventually somebody's going to get traded or moved on from the left side, but, uh, well, I, I hope they don't get rid of Susie. We'll see. And of course, Marshall Warren still has to prove himself. He's obviously just getting started and he was only a six round pick, but could be one of those nice, nice, uh, sleepers out there. Could be outstanding. We'll see what happens there. With that said, kind of pretty much made my point here. It's already an hour. Holy cow. I really had a lot to say about the prospects and it's exciting. It's exciting. Um, and again, four games to preview that'll do that also uh shout outs to m n w prospects m n w prospects great to be a part of that page thank you so very much uh Pablo justin back Merrick skybaugh and others out there great job keeping up with all the minnesota wild prospects m n w prospects look that up on Facebook if you could join that it looks like a lot of you have It's already got like a thousand people on there and plus it's climbing like crazy. what an awesome page I'm proud to be a part of it hope they don't kick me out <laughs> hope they don't kick me out don't kick me out now guys please. I'll keep plugging the hell out of you. Maybe people are joining because of this show and, and just joining in general from Minnesota Wild Global and other pages uh, pages out there. Minnesota Wild Global, major shout-out to them as well. Scott Cavendish, uh, Chad Wolski, of course, Bubba Burnett, Justin Back post on there as well, and uh, Chance Kostick, David Kostick. I could go on with so many. I uh, love that page very much. Thank you again. Scott Cavendish got that one going a few months ago. Uh, so, great to be a part of that page also. But, uh, of course, the Twitter account, at Brave the Wild at Brave the Wild. want to thank uh, Vinrock, Vince Germano, and Tene Brown for retweeting the show. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Tene Brown out of New Zealand. Vinrock, Vince Germano out of Australia. Thank you guys so much for retweeting the show and passing it on to your New Zealand and Australian friends. Really appreciate that. Would be nice to have more of a hockey market out there and maybe a Minnesota Wild fan base in Australia and and New Zealand and a Brave the Wild uh, listenership out there as well. Thank you guys so very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash brave the wild dot Minnesota. Facebook.com forward slash brave the wild dot Minnesota. Please do follow that if you could. Uh, Like, follow it, whatever they call that. And of course, again, follow the Twitter account at brave the wild. Final thing now, the voice uh, recognition, or excuse me, the audio submission route. Simply use the voice recording application on your smart device. Treat it like a phone call. Keep it to about five minutes or less or something like that. Stop, save, and and uh, email it to live at yahoo.com. live at yahoo.com. Greatly, greatly appreciated in advance. Would love to hear from you. Have a fan interaction segment with your voice on here. Audio submission. That's what we call that final very final thing please do write a positive rating on itunes if you could itunes slash apple podcast or whichever application out there if you could It'd be greatly 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 appreciated uh say what you like about the show say what you like to be improved whatever it is thank you in advance can't thank you enough for those of you that have the most recent one was awesome by uh mn soda 24 thank you that was an awesome uh, awesome awesome review i can't i can't tell you how much i appreciate that one god bless you uh Hope you have a wonderful week. Hopefully the wild can pick things up a bit and we head into the bye. We will have a show next week In the bye we will take a break after next week's show. <laughs>